You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Spartacus After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Spartacus After Show. Ah! Here we are. We've been waiting for this all week. Yes, absolutely. And <laughs> this, it did not disappoint. I know, it did. It, brought, it definitely brought the fire. You guys are watching Spartacus Season 2 Monsters Episode 9 at the After Buzz After Show with myself, Spicy Mari, and your other host, Sean Overman. Whoop, whoop. And we are about to bring the thunder just like Spartacus did because this was an awesome episode. This is just what we needed, right, Sean? It sure was on fire. Fire. So what do we have prepared today? Let, let everybody at home know. Okay, peeps. So we got our usual outline. We're going to do the relationships with the characters. We're going to talk about some of our favorite quotes. And if you guys are following us on Twitter or, you know, looking at our YouTube stuff or on AfterBuzzTV.com, tweet at us your favorite quotes. You know, let us know. Do some comments, please. And also leave a uh like information on what you guys would like to see like rate us on iTunes because we love that uh, Sean and I are huge fans and so we like to give our thoughts and opinions and we would love to hear yours in return so any opportunity you get rate us on iTunes please that's right and then uh, after the uh, favorite quotes we'll take a little commercial break do some shout outs to some of our uh Twitter followers. Our loyal and, Spartacus fans. And uh, also, we will talk about news and gossip. We'll do a little gladiator workout tips that I have prepared. And lastly, we'll do our predictions. Yes, and we have a lot. <laughs> uh, especially because... Only one episode left. Only one left. Oh, man. This is going to be... This is definitely a tearjerker moment for me because I was. I feel like I was just waiting for Spartacus to come back. And now that it has, it's ending. It's over almost. I know. Oh, gosh. But that's okay because... Too soon. I know. And it's... But they're going to come back, so we're guaranteed another season so that's all that matters but mm-hmm. how about spartacus this episode and his leadership skills once again uniting all the rebels and uh, we were just talking about this before we went on may he who is without sin cast the first stone exactly and i keep saying spartacus is like jesus we he, see this every, this is a reoccurring theme every single episode yeah he is really good he's a good guy he's perfect he is the perfect leader you can't tarnish him all this stuff is on him all this dirt all the blood all the vengeance that he has and he's still the best among everybody in the whole show he has to be untarnished in but some way I, I would love to see him make a mistake i feel like they're portraying spartacus as just this infallible being that is godlike and yes he's a great fighter but every single time he has to be the good guy and do the right thing i would love at some point him to do the wrong thing mm, well you know what we got we could save that for predictions i'm gonna make a little <laughs> note right here well, i mean i guess getting uh Alithia knocked up could be the wrong thing okay. i mean yeah that could be that could be considered you know he's oh, somebody's baby daddy now hey maybe maybe <laughs> him letting her go was the wrong thing 
this, so, that's, that's we'll that could be a, that's a possibility. But it, but it looks like he is definitely uniting the people, uniting his army, and he's starting to build brotherhood and bonds amongst them all. You saw a lot of division between uh, Crixus and uh, Onimaeus, and between uh, Gannicus and Onimaeus, but Crixus and uh, Agron. And so now they're finding <clears throat> uh, similar grounds based on Spartacus's forcing them to join. That's right in the brotherhood. So um, he. You know, right in the beginning of the show, Spartacus, he tests the rebels. You know, we see those Romans coming up and uh, them knocking out some of the rebels that are standing guard or doing watch, right? He has to be pretty confident to to, to do that, to pretty much... He snuck into his own campground and (laughs) tried to trick them as if he was a Roman. Yeah, he he, I bet you he knew he wouldn't get killed. So, uh, obviously, he he was... He just thinks he's that good of a fighter. Yeah, well, he is the best fighter on the show, you know, among all the rebels. Um, So, he tests them, and he... He was surprised. I was surprised how unaware everybody was. The only uh, the only person who was ready, kind of, because she was up drinking something, some wine or water. <laughs> it, it happened to be Navia. She right. was there, you know, and she sounded the Robins! alarm. Yeah, Robins. But uh, then, you know, obviously everybody was ultimately unprepared, and uh, he. Uh, later on, strengthens bonds, you know, by making sport, right? So that was pretty interesting. Uh, I thought that was a good idea because they've mentioned before that drinking and uh, communion definitely gets the brotherhood going and it builds relationships. And I feel like there's a lot of animosity between them as an army. And he's right. They need to be in unison in order to defeat the Romans. And so I thought what he was doing was a great thing. Once again, Sparta, you know, Spartacus is doing his leadership skills uh, practice over there. But I I, I, I'm just tired of that reoccurring theme. I, I would like to see a, just a little naughty boy out of him. Well, you know, we'll probably see something in the next episode. And I already wrote down, while you were talking earlier, I wrote down Oh, you my, have another prediction. I, I wrote down a third <laughs> prediction. So um, uh, also interesting, you mentioned this earlier about um, Onimaeus and, and Gannicus, Agron and Crixus. So he puts these guys who are all enemies with each other. He put Agron and Crixus on the same team right. with their little sport thing that they had going on. Their little, like, melee battle, you know, Obviously, no one's going to die. And uh, they had uh, uh, they had Onimaeus and Gannicus, Crixus and Agron on the other team. And it, it was really interesting to see that going on. And, uh, of course, uh, Gannicus and Doctori won because they're the more experienced yeah. fighters. It, it would have been bad if they didn't. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it would have been awful. But I thought that there was going to be a real fight breakout at some point. I thought that possibly somebody would strike someone too hard in this playful fighting. And that, once again, it was going to be a huge just brawl. But it didn't. It wound up being actually, you know, camaraderie being built. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, you know, at the end, we see immense respect openly expressed by Crixus when he joins arms, you know, like in that, that brotherly way with Agron. And uh, that was pretty cool. And then you see the more seasoned fighters who won, Gannicus and Doctori. Right. Doctori gives a little nod and so does Gannicus. That's all they <laughs> need. They're too cool to show any love and hug and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, it, it, you know, I actually enjoyed the fight. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, not too much of Doctori and Agron, but they showed a, a bit of Crixus. Um, and uh, and Gannicus fighting, and you know Gannicus, he had that interesting stance. He almost had like a like a boxing stance. Yeah, it going did on. look like that. I, I kept commenting on the fighting though. This episode, as much as I love to see them beat the crap out of each other, I felt like because they were putting it in slow motion, and because it was this playful fighting, it looked a little cheesy. And I always love the fight sequences on Spartacus. Yeah. They are always realistic. I feel like I've never, not once, seen a stunt double in any of the scenes, and it always looks realistic. And this is the first time I felt like. Like, oh, 
I don't really know. Mm. It looks like these are slow motion rehearsed uh, fighting scenes. That's right. But uh, you you said that it was because it was to be more playful, right? Yeah, it, it was probably supposed to be more playful. It was a, a sport fight, you know, sport melee, you know, smackdown, if you will. And uh, also we had uh, the famous kiss finally came yes! up. Yes, the moment we were waiting for, the moment you were waiting for. You know what? I, I honestly uh, thought it was... Uh, it was so hyped up, you know, when you talked about it, it and the news and gossip. And then we talked about, you know, we had other people, you know, talking about it, too. And people were, like, saying it all over the news. Yes. For and, those of you at, 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 that might have missed last week's episode, uh, we gave a little treat about in news and gossip that Ellen Holman, who's Saxa, and that uh, uh, Katrina Law, who plays Mira, were going to have a kissing scene. And that this was something that they had rehearsed and staged that nobody else on set knew about. And we got to finally see the kissing scene this episode. And it wasn't as juicy as I thought it was going to be. No, it wasn't. But that was good, actually, because it made it classy. It wasn't something like where we have Alithia and Lucretia kiss, where they focus on <laughs> right. it so much. And it's like the... <sighs> no, they weren't making out. It was more out of, like, the passion yeah. of the win. Like, Saxa grabbed yeah. her face, mm-hmm. grabbed Mira's face, and just kind of, like, kissed her and then pushed her away. Yeah, it was like a sisterly kiss, in a way. You yeah, know? It, was it was. like, yeah, you know, it was... It was just like whatever. So I thought it was classy. It was subtle. And that's what kept it good. Well, and I'm happy that they saw that it was a good scene to leave in because it wasn't something that was written in the script. They did it on their own. So mm-hmm. that was kind of cool that their improv got to stay in the show. Katrina and Ellen Holman, good job. Yeah, definitely. Good <laughs> job. And and Sax has actually been saying, well, Ellen Holman's been saying that she's been doing such a good job on the show. They're allowing her to just kind of use intuition with her scenes and move forward with it. And oh. the, the, they're telling everyone on set, just kind of follow Ellen Holman like she's doing a great job. Let's just roll with it. So Excellent. I think that's kind of like for you to be the new girl on the show, you're doing good. Mm-hmm. And you're getting kissing scenes with like the other star already. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely agree. And th- okay, so and speaking of people kissing, uh, there's a little bit uh, there's a little bit of a lack of that between Glaber and Sepia, because Sepia knows that, or she, or she at least has that inkling, that little bit of evidence that Glaber killed her she brother. She was definitely removed this episode. You can tell that she was irritated. She was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I like that she was actually affected by the fact that she now has this knowledge because she could have just tried to be, she could have tried to play it cool as if she didn't know anything. But you could definitely feel the tension between her and Glaber every single moment that they were together. Yeah, it's like she felt like she was being violated when right. he started like kissing her and caressing her, and like he slipped off her, you know, her um, her dress to expose her breast. Of course, she was very uncomfortable because you know she's she doesn't want to be violated by the killer of her brother. Right. And and I think that it was extremely important that they went back and forth with um, with her and Glaber and kind of showing this behind the scenes between her and Lucretia and us knowing what's going on and then going back to her and Glaber and we're like okay she's definitely staging this moment right now she doesn't yeah. really care about this guy that's right and it was a you know it was a total setup we're gonna talk about this a little bit later because we have some juicy stuff you oh, know wait, just in the next you know relationship what I think is um, crazy is that. She isn't really in, how you know she's not really in love with Glover is because she wasn't hurt that he killed her brother. She was disappointed that, at the fact that that he was the one who killed her brother, but not necessarily that it was the man she loves who killed her brother. Does that make sense? Like I feel mm. like if she was really in love with Glaber, she would have been affected that now her relationship has to end uh-huh. and that the man she loves killed her brother. But I don't think it's about Glaber being the man that she loves. So you think she was just doing it for power? You know, like a power play. Like I think to get, she was like, young an and immature, man. and it yeah. wasn't true love. Because hmm. okay. she got over him so easily, and now she's yeah. ready to kill him. Yeah, that's a good point. 
I just had to make that statement because I think that love is more <laughs> important. And uh, like we said before, Sepia kind of hops around. Yes. Now, I'm not saying she's a hoe, just hoe-ish. Yeah. <laughs> the three guys on the show, Sepia's her brother, right. obviously, Varinius, and then now Glauber. Yes, exactly. We saw Varinius come back this episode. Yes, we did. And that was really interesting. Um, how he and and I predicted that he would come you back. You did. That last was a time, great prediction, which was pretty cool. And Kudos he comes back. Kudos to Sean. He thank, predicted this. Thank you very much, Spicy. Snaps. So he's he's dressed very militaristic, and him and Globber obviously clashing heads. You know, and we see even Verinius's hair is different too. So he's not wearing those senator robes anymore. He's wearing the military garb yes, of a praetor. Exactly. So uh, this is very interesting. Uh, his, mil- his his hair looks like all crew cut now. Totally different. Uh, he demands uh, and re- or slash requests that the Senate has said to have Globber step aside. So obviously heads are butting there, and right he's- there's a there's a threat uh, upon your throne. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you going to do? Like Verinius was more powerful than him for a while and had the respect that Glaber now has. So now he's threatening to take his title, yeah. and and this is at the hand of Sepia. Mm-hmm. Because Sepia is the one who requested him to come back. Yeah, she sent that message, and she said all these other things. Obviously, all the true things right. that, that Gaius uh, Glauber had killed her brother. But then there's no proof, and no one believes Sepia. Oh, I felt so bad for her because <laughs> yeah. she looked like a liar. She did. And then really leave it bad. to Alithia to make it seem as if it was fictitious and that it never really happened. What are you talking about? I w- I mm-hmm. butt my head um, in my bath. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> okay, I knew something was up at that moment. Yeah, so uh, that was crazy when he didn't believe Sepia, and she just looked like a wounded puppy standing there when the door is closed. I know that was so sad. Yeah, so we get to um, uh, we go. So you just mentioned Alithia, so we're going now to a relationship with Alithia and Glauber, and uh, he interrogates her in the bedchamber instead of comforting her over her, you know, terrible uh, situation with being captured. All he cares about is where the hell is Spartacus and the army located. That's He's right. not like, are you feeling well? How's the baby? He just wants to know what do the walls look like? Uh, were you blindfolded? How far did you walk? Uh, yeah. How deep was the forest? What, what did do you the mean stone he let look you? like? Yeah. yeah. I was kind of shocked at that too. But not so much because she didn't really deserve his admiration and care and love and thankful. You know, he wasn't really grateful that she was back. And and I and I knew that that was going to happen, but at the same time, the audacity of her to expect it. Yeah. Like, are you serious? You really doubted when Spartacus said that your husband doesn't love you? Well, she doubted the words of a slave. Oh. <laughs> so I'm sure that's why. Me, yes, of course. <laughs> everybody what, what know. Yeah, everybody there in the Roman era, you know, they they obviously the Romans think that they know better and they're above everybody else. So that's why it's like, oh, the slaves are always going to tell lies and whatever to get their way. That's what I'm thinking. I, I can see that. I can see her not believing it until it came from his own mouth. Yeah. So um, so she is now, you know, standing, staring at a monster. And she says that to, um, she, she says, what am I looking at now? And he says, you're st- staring at a monster. I thought that that was one of the most, like, that was when they brought a full circle for me. When he admitted to the monster. Because I was wondering, monster, monster, why is this episode titled Monster? I didn't know what that was going to imply or how that was going to come around. But when Glaber admitted that he was a monster. And slowly but surely, you and I have been saying this entire time, we've been seeing that growth and development in his mm-hmm. character 
character to where he has turned from uh he wasn't he wasn't nice but he was at least a respectable he commendable was, you know yeah, he, was, he was respectable he played by the yeah. rules he was uptight but he, he followed the rules yeah. right yeah he always followed the rules and now we have him you know trying to rise oh, to power and he is a monster he's now. killing the innocent he doesn't care who he steps on but i love the fact that he addressed it and to, to use the word monster is such a strong word it but is. that's exactly what he has become a beast because he's running over any and everyone to get what he wants. Yeah, and he's no different than Batiatis was in season one, than Very Lucretia true. is, and he holds them to be below him. But, but Batiatis, now- we kind of liked him, though. There was oh, yeah. a likable character about him. We kind of, we loved and hated him. Yes. Glabber, I just, I don't like him at all. Yeah, I just don't like him, period. That's yeah, true. there's no, there's nothing about him that I'm like, oh, I hope he wins, kind of, sort of. No, not really. So uh, while we're speaking of Globber, you you wanted to mention something about his nude scene? Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so we get teased a lot here on After Buzz uh, for the after show Spartacus Vengeance because, I'm sorry, this is a very sexual, like, this show is just induced with sex. And we can't help but to bring it up because it's a huge part of the show. Yeah. Part of it, yes, I do admit to liking, but we both uh, all the time kind of get criticized for our bring up sex. And Sean recently got criticized and called a perv because you <laughs> like yeah, the sex scene. Well, we talk about it a lot we because do. Well, this, is, this, this show is about violence and sex. Okay, so how can you not talk How about can we the avoid that? That's topics. like us not talking about blood. Yeah. Okay, come on now. Or vengeance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so don't hate the players, hate the game. Yeah. No, but honestly, this scene, okay, I'm going to be the perv this episode. Um, this is the longest frontal nude scene I have ever seen of a man on television, and it wasn't a porn show. This was Glabber naked. We got to see his entire penis for at least 30 <laughs> seconds. I counted, okay? I was like, oh, yeah. he's just going to stand there. He's not even going to turn. He just stood there <laughs> the entire time, just comfortable in front of Sepia. Mm, sexy. <laughs> that is the, the get it hot music. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought that was a huge deal because Spartacus always gets criticized for, oh, people just watch it because of the sex. No, it is a really great storyline. But I will admit this is the first time that I saw nudity that wasn't necessary. Yeah. It okay. wasn't. It didn't add to the story. We just got to finally see Glabber naked. Even when he was out of focus in the background, you could still see his outline naked. But you know who you, that you predicted this? You said a few episodes back on After Buzz for Spartacus that he's the only person that we haven't seen naked. I remember you saying that. Oh, that was, oh yeah, that was a and while ago. And now yeah. he's naked. And now so he's we got fully, our wish. <laughs> so we, we actually saw him a couple of times, you know. And actually very in the very first, um, I think in the very first season one, episode one, we did see him have sex with Alithia and they did show a little bit of his a ass. A teeny bit. A teeny bit. Of his ass. Yeah, just but a little not bit. Th- I mean, we've seen all the slaves frontal, but this is the first time yeah. that we've seen Glabber. We finally yeah. got to see a Pretz's. So um, <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> this is an awesome moment for us. But um, so yeah, that w- I thought that was pretty interesting. And he's the only person that we got to see naked and a little of Sepia's boobs. A little bit. Oh, Navia too. We got to see Navia. Oh, so, so. speaking of Navia, her and Crixus finally got to make up in the heat and passion mm-hmm. of making love to each other. And they got to have a standing up sex scene. They did. A few. Very there was sexy. a few standing up sex scenes this episode because um, d- who else Glabber had one? Glabber and, uh, and Alithia. And Alithia, yeah. yeah. Um, but this sex scene in particular is so important because, <laughs> as you guys know, 
Crixus has been very understanding of him and Se- of him and uh, Navia not being intimate because of her past rape and having been in the cave and being violated. Mm-hmm. So I commend his role for that. I commend very the fact patient. that he, he's been very patient. And finally, the girl gives it up. Mm-hmm. So congratulations and round of applause. They have been intimate and they have joined uh, forces once again. Or I don't know, spirits have aligned. <laughs> They flowed like water into another where they didn't know which one, where one ended and one began. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just heard that on a movie the other night. So uh, That's funny. That's yeah. a very oh, sweet heard, way to put it. <laughs> that was watching actually a Thin Red Line. Oh, thin red okay. Line. You know so that, that's a that line that from old, there? No. That, yeah, that was actually, that's from a 1994 movie. So that okay, was a while so Spartacus fans, we pulled from a, another movie to describe a hot sex scene. Yeah. <laughs> we but, can't help it. <laughs> but so getting back to Globber, so him and Alithia, they... You know, he's oh, about to get killed, assassinated by Sepia, and it was all set up by. Did Lucretia. you know that that was going to happen? I did not. I was, I was extremely I was shocked. shocked. I definitely was under the impression that they were going to try to kill Glaber, mm-hmm. but that would not be Lucretia's normal practice. She knows very well that they're not going to put themselves in harm's way or run the risk of them being caught. So they. Leave, they leave it up to Sepia to do it. They when did. they when they put the knife in her hand, I was like, "Oh, this little girl's gonna kill him." They used her. They very they, well. They played her like a freaking tool, Puppet. like a little chess. They completely took advantage of the poor girl, and I felt so bad when Lucretia. I mean, I'm sorry, Alithia came from behind and stabbed her in oh, the yeah. heart. Ouch! And then sliced her in the throat. And this was probably the goriest scene we've seen a woman get killed right, in for a female in the whole series. Oh my goodness! So she she stabs her in the chest, breaks that breastplate, you know, into the heart, and then she slits her whole throat ear to ear, Whew. and that arterial gush just kept spurting. <laughs> Into the pool. Don't you just love it? And it got all over <laughs> Globber, too. Yeah. One thing, that, one thing that has been a reoccurring pattern that we have seen throughout Spartacus is that Alithia has no problem slicing and dicing and killing someone. Because she has been... She's, how many people has she killed now on the show? I mean, this, this she's killed, she's killed uh, slaves, she stabbed them, she's killed, uh, she's beat somebody's head into the ground. Oh, that's right, And like now Kenya. she's, yeah, and now she's slicing throats and stabbing in the hearts. I mean, one thing I will give it to Lucretia and Alithia is job well done. You pulled one over on Sepia and now Glabber too, because he's under the impression that his wife came to his rescue. And she's a monster too now. And you see how brutally. that was the best scene when she mm-hmm. when she admitted to him that she's a monster also. Why don't we just be monsters together? That's right. It was very <laughs> cool. And that that led to a twisted and primal sex scene in the bloodbath while they're both covered in the other woman's blood in oh that in was awesome. sepia's blood so it was awesome in a way a little bit disturbing it too. Was, but I, that's what i love about spartacus there are there's nothing that the show won't show won't do there's nothing that it won't cover there's no limits i love that yeah and, I, and that, I agree. that's what makes the show so juicy and steven tonight he yeah like we were saying you know, he he takes us places that we would not think were possible. And right, it, that's what makes it so amazing. It's another world. The Spartacus is another world. And when you see somebody in the heat of the passion making love with blood covered all over them, you would usually think that that's pretty gross. I'm sorry, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I loved it. I thought that it, I thought that it was an awesome scene because it was kind of sadistic at the same time but yet very passionate and full of lustful love so um stuff that so that was a great scene 
uh, stuff that you know we kind of let's like de-escalate a little okay. bit, and let's we'll go to it. and we'll go to someone that's kind of, something that's kind of twisted, just a tad. But it and and it's you know we've seen a lot of this. We've seen Asher, you know, being with oh, Lucretia. God, I hate Asher. And he's been raping her every episode. <laughs> and thank goodness we didn't see it happen this time. Yeah, because I'm thank sick you, of it. Writers for not forcing that down our throats again, because that has been something that's tough every single time to watch. Yeah. She's constantly being violated, and this is the first time that we see her without power. She's just powerless and having to do whatever Asher wants. Now he's saying that she has to marry him? Yeah. So he's uh, uh, he feels like he'll be set free, which is pretty interesting. After his conversation with Glaber, he alludes to uh, you know, you don't, you know, you're not a fool, Asher. Okay, I would have you by my side when we're at the battle. Glaber is playing him like a freaking oh, violin. You think so? It could be, I guess. Yeah. He, no, he's be, he's being used. We've yeah. never seen Asher not be used, and he is so naive to think that for the first time someone's going to embrace him and actually respect mm, him. That's a good point. I'm not going to make my prediction. It'll come later, but yeah. I already know what's going to happen with Asher. It is a cycle, so that's a really good point. Yeah. Um. So he wants to make... Uh, Asher wants to make Lucretia his wife. He wants to own the house of Batiatis, turn it into the house of Asher. Gosh, I have some news and gossip, too, that I kind of alludes to the fact that it might happen. But I'll talk about it when we go to news and gossip that, you, that Lucy Lawless has commented on. Oh, OK. Uh, do you really think that he's so obviously you from what you said, you really don't think he's going to get the Ludus and the house of Batiatis as his own? You think you're going to get the house of Batiatis? <laughs> Who do you think you are? The first slave ever in history? I'm sorry. It's you're a fool to think such thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> so we go into um, uh, let's de-escalate a little bit further, and now we get into a happier relationship, but kind of sad, a little bit melancholy with Mira and Spartacus. Oh, you already know how I feel about this. Yeah. So she's clearly hurt. It's still from uh, from the last episode where he snapped at her and he didn't want her to choke the life out of Alithia. I think, too, he's holding on to old baggage from his wife. So as long as your heart is filled with somebody else's love, you're never going to have space or make room for anybody else to fill it. Yeah. And as a woman, I feel bad for Mira because she unfortunately is in love with the man who's not in love with her. And this yeah. was kind of like a breakup scene, was it not? A little bit. I feel like maybe he was kind of telling her it's over. I think it, it seems like it, but maybe they're just having a, you know, a couple's quarrel, a little fight here and there. There is no you know. passion. She said, you have not laid in my bed. In a while. In a while. Mm -hmm. And you know when a man is not being intimate with you that he's maybe not being intimate with somebody else this time because Spartacus is oh, like Jesus. Yes. But, <laughs> but he definitely doesn't want her or he would be with her. Mm-hmm. And so, she's not going to ever be able to escape the, the haunting of his wife. No, she won't. And remember, uh, we alluded to this before, um, that his wife in a vision actually told him that, well, not in a vision, but when he was dreaming and remembering at one point, I think this was in season, was it in season one? Yeah, I think it was in season one where she said she can, that Spartacus would never love another woman again. Ah, oh, he's cursed. And he's, he's probably cursed and he keeps remembering this over and over again. He's thinking about his wife too much. He's thinking about freedom and justice and vengeance and leading the rebels to be free. And he's not <laughs> thinking about himself. Maybe that's it. He's not thinking about himself as much. He's not being a selfish man. Which is pretty I think interesting. That, I think that he is, in a way, being selfish, though, mm -hmm. because this is led by his own vengeance. Nobody else wants to fight this fight other than him. He is saying that this is the only way for us to defeat and take the Romans down. You really think that you're going to take the Romans down? Over And it is led by the fact that Glaber killed his wife or had his wife killed. And so he's putting everybody's life in jeopardy. I agree with Gannicus. He's yeah. leading everybody to his death. 
That's right. I'm sorry. That's not that's right. not love. And, and we know the story of Spartacus is going to end in tragedy. You know, and if any of you have seen the 1960s movie, you know, everybody gets crucified. Everybody <laughs> dies. <laughs> Spoiler alert. And not, and Spoiler not alert. I think to be happy about, but it's just funny because we know you're not going to defeat them, but we still have that hope and we still want to push forward. We still want to see Spartacus succeed. But they were put in a very compromising situation this time because if we move forward to the where they their house were or what, what their not the castle but their temple yes. was being surrounded by romans i mean this was this was a crazy scene it was so now now we move into that battle that was a pretty insane battle and uh, yeah, there was a lot of dying. You know, it made up for the last couple yeah, of episodes. Yeah, because they've been kind of not dishing it to us like we uh-uh. like. We're not in the arena like we usually are for every season. And so this was kind of tough for us huge fight lovers. And we finally got to see a real just battle. And it was vicious. We saw uh, Animaeus lose an eye. Yeah, and we saw Varinius get hit by that catapult fireball right to his face. So we lost two people this show. Two important people. Varinius and Sepia. That's but right. the reason that I feel like that wasn't as important was because they weren't here from the beginning. No. So I feel like none of us are really attached as fans to those two as opposed to one of the gladiators dying. Like if they would have taken Crixus from us, oh my or god, I, I might have cried. Yeah, or Animaeus. Because yeah. I almost thought that Animaeus was going to die. Yeah. I almost thought, because the Egyptian got, got to in the him. eyeball. What, through his hand? <laughs> yeah, through that his Egyptian hand. is scary. I'm sorry. Yes. Animaeus kind of looked like he wasn't able to handle his own going up against him. I think other than Sedulus, the guy who got defaced, the Egyptian's probably the biggest guy on the show aside from Animaeus. He's yeah. a little bit taller than him, right? Yeah. Very he's, interesting. I mean, he's brutal. He shows no emotion. And he just he just looks cutthroat. I mean, he's he's scary. Yes. And we see Asher trying to come into the mix as well. Yeah. And <laughs> he didn't do that much, though. He didn't though. do anything. No, he's just, he was there, like, in between the pillars. And then I didn't see him do that much else. But leave it to him to know their whereabouts and to give that information to Glabber. Yes, and that's what he does. He uses his mind and he stays in the shadows. But what was I saying was the smartest thing for them to do? I was saying if the Romans are smart, they're not going to try to just fight them. They're going to throw firebombs into to their temple and that's, that's right. exactly what they were doing they that's were just right. lighting the place up because you can't fight fire and you know that no. you guys are runaway so you don't have lots of water to, yeah. <laughs> to spare <laughs> that's right and the technology of the romans you know it obviously is so much better than what the rebels have the rebels don't got anything they didn't even have swords once they took Varinius, which was you know really easily they they got him and it's just that that must have been a trap you know, that must have been set up by Glober, or maybe Glober used him in a way. Yeah, because so that... originally I thought Vernius was coming on his own without Glober. Yeah, that's why Behind I his too. back. But mm-hmm. then we see Glober right behind him. So it could have been that he did come first and that Glober was just, you know, it was the same timing maybe. Or that they were together, but I don't see them shaking hands and, and no. taking part together. No, yeah, it, it's probably more likely that Clobber used Varinius to, to go ahead and just be the decoy, the diversion, yeah. and throw in those fireballs. And I'm sure Glover's going to be uh, happy that Varinius is dead. Yeah, he totally. Killed, he killed two birds with one stone. He penetrated the the forces of the rebels inside their Greek temple, and he was able to flush them out, and Varinius is dead. Thank goodness. So him and Alithia, the two monsters, both got their way this episode. They got they rid did. of Sepia and Varinius, and those were two people that were both in each other's ways from yeah. getting what they wanted. Yeah, absolutely right. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, I think that's about quotes. all of them. Let's you do a favorite quotes? quotes. Yeah, let's go let's ahead. How about you start it. first? Okay, so 
one of the quotes that really stood out to me was, and you know it's going to be spicy or love-related, you tore my heart from my chest, no wonder it stands empty before us. Mm, this yes. was when when uh, Glaber was with Alithia, and she's like, you don't love me anymore, however they talk. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that was a true statement. I felt like he, the, she doesn't deserve his love. She crapped all over him. as a, She is torn him down as a man. She has shown him the most disrespect ever. Pregnant with his child, was going to marry somebody else, and you expect him to still love you? Just because you now want to keep him because he's in a position of power. So I felt like that was a, a, a great, honest moment for him. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And that's why he stands as a monster now because he's had his heart torn out and he can't right, feel Right, because at one point he did anymore. have love for her. <laughs> I believe he, at one point he did love her. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he did. And uh, uh, actually within that same scene, a little bit before that quote, she I really liked a really short quote. Are you of this world? Oh, she was waking up up. and she thought she was dead and maybe in heaven. So that was pretty interesting. And then she comes to consciousness and she was like, wait, are you a sepia? Yeah. (laughs) Just like a woman. Wait, were you cheating on me? Uh (laughs) Forget that I am alive and survived uh, Spartacus and his army. But were you with another woman? (laughs) Yeah. And I think uh, that's actually a good point because, oh, man, it was just it was just uh, when she came in and she toppled into the pool and that was, that was liked, very dramatic. That, it was very dramatic. I liked how they had the, the phantom camera with the water splashing right. everywhere. And then, wait a minute, I thought that was a dream. You know, that was interesting. I just feel like so many people have fallen into that little pool. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, think, right. I mean, because that's the same. That's the house of Badiata. So we've seen a lot yeah. of people die in there as well. So exactly. it was kind of symbolic for her to fall in there. <laughs> so uh, another quote I got is, I would see such embers be given breath. Okay, so who said that one? That was from Alithia's mouth, and that was regarding, and that was to Lucretia, and that was regarding, uh, that was regarding Sepia being angered more by Lucretia, so that she could try and stab and kill ah. Glover. Yeah. Lucretia is just, she is just a tricky, tricky person. I mean, there is nobody that she hasn't plotted against on this show. And she did it once again. She's She stuck her venom right in her. You're absolutely right. And she hasn't gotten that much screen time, actually, um, this last episode. No, that we watched she right didn't. Now. But she was behind the scenes pulling those strings. Right, she was. She She's back there playing everybody like a puppet. And and I still think that she, I'm not going to get into predictions, but I still think that this love between her and Alithia is not real. Uh, so my other quote is, give me more of your heart. I have given all that remains. And then Spartacus, uh, and then she replies, all right, Spartacus replies, I've given all the, it, that remains. And she replies, Mira, it is not enough. And he says, no, it is not enough. So Spartacus agrees. He knows. He's like, I'm sorry, girl, but I just, I can't. I don't love you like that. And some, yeah. and that has happened in relationships in everyday life, even in the Roman time till now, that two people are in two different places at one time. And he's admitting that he just has nothing more to give. His heart is filled with vengeance. Yes, Not it with is. love. It is. Him <laughs> and Glaber are more similar in this show than we think. Oh, that's a really good point. One's playing one's playing Jesus, the other one's playing Satan, but they mm-hmm. both have the same intentions. Yeah. I see you many things, Syrian, but I do not consider you a fool. So that was where Asher was actually, that was from Glauber's mouth. Okay. And that was where Asher was actually kind of like humbling, like being humble in his words when uh, when Glauber offered him, hey, I want you to be at my ah. side during the battle. And then he, I forgot exactly what Asher said, but he said something to the effect of, oh, well, I'm such a fool to be by you. Why do you want me there? You know, and then. Glauber retorted with that. Well, you know who we thought was a fool this episode that you pointed out uh, has proven himself was Nasser. 
Yeah. He, too, is not a fool this episode because he now has gotten respect. So it looks like Asher's gotten respect, and he's not a very good fighter, but he's supposedly getting Glaber's respect. Right. And now um, Nasser is getting respect as a slave fighter mm-hmm. Among <laughs> the, Germans. the Germans. Yes, yeah. that's right. Lugo has now respect for him. He kept it's calling him like little man. It's almost like little pipsqueaks are coming up in the world. Yeah, they sure are. <laughs> okay. I have uh, what a man may accomplish if mind is set to purpose. Okay, I like that. Yeah, and th- I feel like that's applicable to anybody who puts their mind to anything. I might have to tweet that as a spicy a spicy tip later. You should. <laughs> uh, I still believe you will see us all to our untimely end. I agree. And that is Gannicus. Yes, I totally agree, Gannicus. <laughs> I'm with you on this. You got any other ones? Um, our hands shape the fates and those men tremble. This was Ooh. this was Lucretia saying this to Sepia, trying to kind of teach her as a woman. You're a woman now. Mm-hmm. Use your power because I have used my power and look at me now. So I think and she was using and, it on her and right she there. was using it right then and there. Poor young Sepia. And that's why we unfortunately had to kiss her butt goodbye this episode. Yeah, she got oh, she got clobbered. But by... it wouldn't be Spartacus unless they could kill it, kill you know some of our our favorites off. No, but. That, you're absolutely right. And uh, the last one it, that I have for quotes is Glaber approaches from the rear. It is the Roman way. We will teach them ours. <laughs> 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 so a, little, a little bit of a gay illusion there, you know, approaching from the rear and such. Pretty funny. I actually had to paraphrase it a little bit because I got, I think I missed the, um, the But middle that part. was his, his speech to them when he was trying to get, like get them riled up to fight back. Yes, that's okay, right. Right I remember before that the big moment. battle royale. And I felt like, I, I pointed that out too. I was like, uh, as happy as I am that he's leaving them to battle i feel like this is a cheesy moment where everybody hopped into the scene and made their like serious face um so yeah. i feel like there's a couple of cheesy moments on this episode but i love love loved it um my last quote is when hunger and madness drives them from perch we will kill them all yeah so like notice one. how it came back to kill them all it did. so now it's glabber saying that yeah and that's what they said in in the la- second to the last episode also spartacus said that before we will kill them all there is only one way we will kill them all and, and we and saw glabber. that last season that's right so and now we got glabber saying it so very interesting stuff. great writing yeah awesome and- writing and so uh, that wraps up our quotes. Let's go ahead and hit a commercial. After Buzz TV. Hi, I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. 
After Buzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, we're back. We are back, and I'm over here laughing with Sean because this we we spoke earlier about how sexual intensified this episode was, but I <laughs> thanks for the music. Perfect, Phil. I was gonna be really quick with it, but I just was talking with Sean about how much we love that. The male and females are both sexually exploited on the show. I love that it's equal. I'm sorry. I'm so used to only seeing naked women, and I love that men are exploited just as much on Spartacus. Thank goodness the exploitation (laughs) is equal. There is equality in exploiting. Right, exactly. (laughs) But let's give our shout-outs to our fans, our loyal followers who tune in to us and download us on iTunes all the time. We love you guys to death. Uh, Monica B87 showed her appreciation. She downloaded us like usual, and she was just so appreciative that we shot her out and I, I'm, I'm happy that she was listening I love that and we love to show love back to our followers that's right and I got a similar uh, uh, comment from Croy Boy or Crow Boy whatever uh, he sorry if I got your name wrong uh, but that was a really <laughs> impromptu shout out it's you guys are following us on Twitter yeah. so it's it's yeah it's a lot of uh, numerics that we have to remember yeah. so you guys are <laughs> awesome you know thanks for uh, following us I got some new shout outs uh, nicer blonde she's following me on Twitter and she tweets at uh, Stephen tonight the creator of uh, Spartacus a lot and she's gotten some replies back from him oh awesome she just started following me recently recently and uh, she said uh, that she enjoys watching our shows and she was watching like episode seven of our after buzz shows cool. and she enjoyed her commentary and such so thank you very much and she said i have nice teeth and and sean <laughs> does have nice teeth i get to see them in person all the time <laughs> but we appreciate that we love when people comment so like we said before always rate us comment tweet at us you can always tweet at us at after buzz tv or at spicy underscore Madi or at the sean overman and let let us know what you think about the show and what you thought about this episode of Spartacus because we get to talk about it. We would love to hear your guys' comments on it. That's right. And we're live on AfterBuzzTV.com right now. And if you guys want to call us, you know, if you've already watched the uh, the show, you want to comment with us, you know, share in the discussion, please call us 424-256-1729. That's our number here at the studio. And uh, Croyboy82, he had also left the note um, that he kind of agreed with me on Alithia and Lucretia's relationship. He left that on my Twitter. Uh, he was, he said, Spicy Mari, I do not think that they're real friends. Yeah. I think that Lucretia wants that baby in Alithia's stomach. That is interesting. I like that. That's because, because she lost hers. She lost hers. And I have been saying that she's up to no good, that she wants that baby. And he agrees with me. So shout out to Crowboy82 for knowing and having a great prediction. Uh, CD Hunt O. Or the, yeah, no, CD Hunt, the number zero, said he hates that they're three days behind us in the UK, but he loves, loves, Aww. loves, um, or I don't know if he's downloading it three days behind, but you know, it's a different time out there, mm-hmm. so it airs differently. And so he loves the show and he just appreciates us and that we always show love to the UK because they're, you know, huge Spartacus fans. Very good. Go Britannia. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I got Ricky Six, six with two X's at the end on Twitter for uh, pointing out, uh, so he's following me on Twitter and he pointed out that they reshot uh, Liam's face in that gold sex scene they from did. season I one. I noticed that. Which was pretty interesting and we and we did comment on that actually, Ricky, while uh, we were watching last episode but um, we didn't end up talking about it on yeah, the After Buzz show. he was disappointed that we didn't mention it so yeah. we're mentioning it now. Yes, that, we, that we We noticed that and I mean that was a pretty good job of, yeah. of 
putting it, inserting his face in there. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was very fortuitous that they were using masks during the original sex right. scene. So they were able to just, you know, have a lot of the same stock footage and then they just put him into a couple of quick shots. Yeah. So th- that was definitely a great observation on his part. Thank you for for contributing and tweeting that at us. And so how about I- I also got got, uh, two more shout outs. Do you have any more? Oh, no, no, no. I'm done. Go ahead. So I got Proteus Vulgaris on YouTube. Uh, He is sad that he barely found out about AfterBuzzTV.com and our videos. And he loves our comments on Spartacus. And he says that Spicy Mari and Sean rock. Oh, you rock too. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We try, we try. And lastly, I got Remus0387. He says we always have interesting and funny info and commentary. So thank you very much, thank Remus. You. See, it's okay to be pervs. And, no, I, don't, like... and I, don't know if, I don't know if you know this, uh, Spicy, but Remus is actually an allusion to Roman stuff because Remus, I believe he was actually one of the founding members of Rome. Remus oh. and Romulus. Very so that's a real Spartacus fan this right there. Is, that's right. This guy must love Roman his history. He's almost as knowledgeable as you about the history. Oh, I'm just a little bit. <laughs> just a tad. Just a tad. Okay, so now News we're... News and gossip? Let's go ahead. Let's do it. After Buzz TV News. So this is not a prediction. This is actually news and gossip. I found an article from back in February where Lucy Lawless uh, said that she couldn't give up what was going to happen to her role and as far as she was going to make it to season three she's not even telling us Mm -hmm. if she's going to because she alluded that she may die Mm -hmm. she alluded that she may be in just a few of the first couple episodes next season or that we're definitely going to see her acquire a different status this season Ah. so i'm wondering if she's going to actually have to marry asher Ooh, that would be really spicy. Because that would change her status, would Mm -hmm. it not? It would. It would make her under his thumb all the time, and he would always be abusing her. And she also said in this interview, uh, in this article for the Huffington Post, that she is very happy not to, as much as she loved playing Xena Warrior Princess, she is happy that this is the first time that she gets to relax in a role and not have to fight. And so they were because the interviewer was asking her, what about a movie? And she admitted, she said, there's some controversy over the rights to the to Xena and making a film over it. But that she's too old. She said this herself. She's too old to play the role. (laughs) She's not old. She looks hot. She looks awesome. But she hated the fight scene. She hated the fight sequences. So she loves the fact that she doesn't have to be a part of them. And that uh, Katrina Law has been able to kind of take on that role as the the up-and-coming Xena warrior princess in a way. You know, I think I was uh, reading an article as well, um, and they said that Megan Fox might be the new Xena oh, warrior princess. Oh, I don't know if I could take that movie ah, seriously. Nah, I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. She's, she's beautiful, you know. She she's, not, she's not as pretty as I, you know, as I liked her back in Transformers. She's ch- kind of changed a little yeah. bit. Yeah. but She's uh, not as strong, too. For her to play that role, I think that she would have to be very fit, because as you'll tell us later, their workout is crazy, so she is. would have to really train for that. Absolutely. Did, did you have any other news? Uh, I didn't. That's all that I got. All right, so I got quite a bit of stuff in the Twitter sphere. So we got uh, Liam here. I was uh, looking at his tweets the last uh, several days. And uh, Liam was recently interviewed uh, on Good Day LA. And uh, that was earlier this week. And he passed by Sean Bean in the hallway, apparently, and <laughs> did not recognize Sean Bean. You know Sean Bean, right? I know. Who is Sean Bean? Oh, Sean Bean's the actor from Game of Thrones. He's like one of the main oh, guys. Oh, I love Game of Thrones. Yeah. So Sean Bean's like one of the kings on there. I guess I don't watch the show either, but he's oh, he's so famous. Okay, I know that which guy, one he is. Yeah, okay. He, he played uh, Boromir 
or was it Faramir? I think Boromir in uh, Lord of the Rings series. He was the guy. Yes, who yes, went, yes. I remember yeah. him. Yeah, so okay, he didn't so recognize you know. him. He apparently didn't recognize oh, him. And two was, hit series, and you guys don't recognize each other, huh? Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so he he also tweeted one day ago that his uh, favorite show, aside from Spartacus, is Futurama. Oh wow, that was interesting. I haven't seen that. Oh, you, you haven't see, seen no, oh, that's, haven't. that's that's for, well, you know what what show that is though, right? That's um that's from the the creators of The Simpsons, and it's actually they made it a while ago, like back in the late nineties, and it's actually having a comeback now. You know how Family Guy was like off the air for yeah. several years, and fans brought it back because of popularity. Nice. That's what Futurama is doing right now, and they're having like cool. new episodes and stuff. La- last I knew of it last year, so um, Spartacus. Spartacus. What, what other, what oh, other oh, yeah, other news. <laughs> news and gossip? Stephen Knight retweeted to fans a question yesterday that his top secret new show will be out sometime in 2014. Yeah, he won't tell us what this top secret show is. I'm dying to know. I'm wondering if it's going to be sci-fi. Do you think, it, it, you know, I don't think it'll be another period piece. I think he wants to go a different route. Hmm. Uh, also. Well, that'd be interesting to see. It would be. I would yeah. love it if it was like another version of like the Romans and Gladiators. And I'm a big time fan of anything, you know, like any Stephen Denight work, you know, now that I know, if I know he's going to be writing anything now oh, or creating yeah. a new show, I'm going to be following it. Absolutely. Definitely. So um, he also tweeted yesterday that uh, though there are only two episodes left, there are four episodes left of Death and Pain. So <laughs> they're tricking us then. So no 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 he's not it's not that he's tricking us it's that four episodes worth of it so he's oh, packed in four into episodes. two episodes yes four episodes so of blood and gore so we saw part of it gore. right now we'll see we the next one so we'll see next time we'll see a, a massive amount of blood and gore and everybody's gonna be dying hopefully and we kind of hinted to that so yeah that'd, that'd be bit. interesting to see also he will not make a cameo in Spartacus okay a fan was asking him that on Twitter and he said he will not but maybe in his next show he'll make some cameos because he is <laughs> he is a pretty fit guy he's good looking he's got cool he tattoos could totally do it. you showed us a photo of him before yeah he's yeah. awesome yeah he's an awesome looking guy um uh, Spartacus fanboys um, may find this interesting. To all the gamers and gals out there, Stephen Denight uh, replied to a fan saying that his favorite games are Halo and Modern Warfare game series. So I like Halo. I followed Halo for a long time. I played up to Halo 2, and then after a while, you know, I didn't want to buy an Xbox 360, sadly. Didn't you and say I, that uh, Liam McIntyre likes playing game, that game yeah. as well? Yeah, he liked, not Halo. He actually likes to play Mass Effect Three. That's what he's playing right now, and he said he was balls deep. In oh, it. okay. Yeah. So yeah, they both are into video games. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that. These guys are gamers. You know, it's appealing to my side, right there. <laughs> and uh, so a little bit stuff Makes about more relatable. Yeah, a little bit of stuff about Katrina Law. Uh, two days ago, she retweeted in response to a fan uh, question that if she was a New York Jets fan or not, and she replied, "She's an Eagles fan." So that's interesting. When does she have time for sports? I don't know. Man. She's busy. <laughs> but obviously, she she works it into her schedule. Uh, see, a while ago, uh, sometime last week, Manu Bennett tweeted that he attended school with the actor who lost his face in episode seven. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Even though, he, unfortunately, we had to kiss his butt goodbye. Yeah. But that's pretty cool to be able to see people that you went to school with in the past now working on projects with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, a little bit longer ago, uh, Nick E. Terabe and uh, Manu Bennett were tweeting at each other, and uh, it, it seems like Nick, a Terabe, uh, Nick E. Terabe has a bike now. It, Nick Terabe's Asher, by the right. way. So, um, your, your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your favorite villain. So it's, it sounds like he has a motorcycle, he's got a bike, and uh, he was 
trying to encourage Manu Bennett to get his own, and Manu was like, hey man, I prefer, you know, it sounds cool, but I prefer <laughs> safety, and he loves driving his BMW 335i, which is an awesome car. Have you? Do you know those? That vehicle? I know that it's really nice, and I would love to have one. That's the BMW that's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a convertible, which is insane. It's hardtop convertible, so it's like, it looks like it's solid, but it rolls into the trunk. What's interesting is that that is Crixus, who's supposed to be the tough guy, telling Asher, who's supposed to be the punk yeah. <laughs> and it's the opposite that's right one has a motorcycle one has one and, and, and that's so funny that manu bennett would be like no i'm trying to be safe he's yeah. the one that's the hardcore one on well, the show. He's, you know what it's because he's a father the, he's hey got, it does change things it does change things that's right and one of his uh one of his followers on twitter actually said to him you know i love how you're so humble and that you're such a family man and you pride yourself on oh that makes yeah. me love him even more because he is definitely one of the hottest men on the show and yeah. i love him to death he's a sweet but guy. that wraps up our news and gossip that's so right. that we can gonna... get into predictions no well, no no well gladiator workout oh gladiator workout don't hit it phil okay our t- <laughs> sorry phil our time is is running short so we're gonna yeah. give quick gladiator workout and then we're very gonna go quick, into predictions very quick so according to to a men's health article, Manu Bennett had a particular workout regimen um, that he likes to use, and two tips from those today are... Ooh, what's that? that workout Wait, music? Wait, that's some cool music we get. Yeah. <laughs> I figured if you're a video game fan and we're talking about uh, workouts, this might be a good workout tip. Or not a tip, I'm this sorry. Oh, good workout, like, theme music. song. Music. Oh, <laughs> right. That sounds retro, man. Yeah, that's like 90s right there, yeah. or 80s. <laughs> I don't so, know which cardio what, What's that from, Phil? <laughs> Final Fantasy. Oh, which one? Like, seven. That's from seven. Nice. Yeah. Hey, that's where I started, man. I love Final Fantasy seven. So, uh, punching workout, punch combinations at a punching bag uh, for two minutes, and then you do a thirty second rest, and then you repeat it two times for two more sets. I am doing that one right now. My trainer just told me to start doing that one to get my arms and get red carpet arms in order. Oh, red and carpet so, yeah. arms. Nice. <laughs> You're thinking gladiator arms. I'm thinking yeah. red carpet arms. <laughs> that's right. And this is how Manny Bennett, like he's so buff and he's cut at the same time. You know, that's he, he keeps up with it on with the punch workout. And then he actually does something else called step throughs, which is a little hard to kind of imagine in your mind or when even I tell you the instructions. So we talked about the crab walk before. So from an inverted crab walk, which is the backwards. Right. I remember one, that. Yes. So you lift your right hand off the floor. Then you take your left foot and step back to where your right hand was. Uh-oh, okay. And then you stand up simply. It's called a stand up huh. or step through. Sorry. Those are probably almost as hard as burpees. And I actually tried those, and uh, that actually really works the obliques, like on the sides, you know, a lot, because you're like crunching down on those things. And I guess my calves are not as fit as I want them to be, because it actually, I could feel it in my ankles and my calves. It's like that twisting sensation. Oh, so it must be working a new spot. Yeah, it's working like the smaller muscles that are down there. Well, you know who we keep talking about on the show that probably should be working out just as hard as Manu Bennett is Uh Liam McIntyre. I have to say, as much as I love him and I commend him, for taking on such a huge role and replacing Andy Whitfield, who we just worship and adore. Job well done, Liam. But we are noticing, because we are huge fans, that they're covering you up more and more on the show. We are used to seeing Spartacus's chest all the time. And abs. And abs. And now he is wearing a, a, a breastplate. A breastplate. Yep. And unfortunately for people like me who love to see the goods, it, he's they're, they're covering it up because he must not be physically fit, which we've noticed before. 
And and that could be because he did have to take the role and it was out of yeah, nowhere. It was really fast. And yeah. how, you know, it's really probably hard to get that big in those many, you know, months. Mm-hmm. But uh, we are noticing, though. <laughs> Just a completely uneducated observation. You think it's because he's taken on a, like a shield also means that you're rising ranks. You know, it's protection, things like that. Could it also be co- because of that? Again, this is completely without ever strong. seeing the, any episode. That's a good point, Phil. That is Phil. a great like save, that. Phil. That is an awesome save for Leah McIntyre. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was attributing it to his lack of pecs. But it could be because he's taking on a higher role. Very true. Because Doctor did used to wear a, a chest um, vest as well. He always did. But Doctor is cut as hell right. all the time, 24-7. And we've seen seven. his abs Jeez. lots. Whereas Liam McIntyre, they're skimming on his skin. I would like to see more, but uh, uh, we will wait for that. We'll let him hit the gym a little and, bit longer. And if we see more, maybe we can talk about it now in predictions. Predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. So. Um, I know I, you wrote yours down. You were prepared. So I you had am. Lots of predictions. This was the one that I wrote uh, just while you were talking in the beginning during our relationships. We were just talking about Sparty. You know, he can't make a mistake. He's like infallible. Right. He has to make a mistake. Next episode is the last episode of the season. And to leave it at a cliffhanger, he's got to make some kind of mistake. There's going to be something that happens. And I think that he's going to lead many of the rebels to their deaths. Mm, mm. He's going to get them killed. Yes. Which Ganagus has been saying this entire time. Yeah. Exactly. So I, <laughs> I, I, I agree with that prediction because unfortunately I don't think that he is looking out for the uh, better of his – I don't think he's looking out for the interests of everyone. I think that he's still being very selfish just like he is in his relationship with Mira. And so <laughs> you tell that I'm a woman. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> so sad. Gushiel Mira is so beautiful. How could he treat her like that? I know. That? You say that every time she comes on the screen. Oh. And I agree with you every time she comes on the screen. She is just pure hotness. And uh, so my After Buzz prediction is, once again, back to uh, Alithia. I think that Alithia and Lucretia, I think that they're going to have a falling out that we're going to find out that Lucretia is really after Alithia's baby and that somehow Alithia is going to die. I think that we're going to lose mm. Alithia. Whoa, not Lucretia. that would be huge. And that Lucretia is going to have to raise the child with Asher. I think that she's going to start to be fond of her tormentor. Mm-hmm. And wind up being like, hey, I'm stuck in this situation. I'm married to him. Let me just might as well enjoy this baby and family while I can. That's interesting because I have a contrary prediction to that. I think Asher is going to die next time. I know. I kind of feel that too. Because he can't. You know what? He, he might not. Because Globber's promising him freedom. Okay. Mm. Maybe he will be freed from this life. Right. I can see Glaber's a monster, so I can definitely see him killing Asher. Or maybe Asher will just perish in battle. Who knows? Well, one thing that I didn't see happening was Animaeus getting hurt. So he might wind up, we might wind up losing him as well. That would be I can see us losing him and Gannicus um, not being able to save him. Because now that they've just kind of reunited and become friends again... Uh, and, you know, g- build the brotherhood back oh, thanks to yeah. Spartacus. And then I can see, yeah, him dying. Into tragedy again. Right, just yeah. like how Spartacus had to lose his best friend, I can see uh, Glaber or something killing on Emmaus. Yes. And Ganagus being like, no, why? <laughs> and that is quite a mortal <laughs> wound. Seriously, his eye, it looks cool. Maybe they'll keep him around for the cool factor because it looks cool. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, it's too, it's too much of a mortal wound for him to continue on maybe for the rest of the series. But, hey, you know what? You know, the, the gods saw fit to bless him with two eyes. So he's got one as a backup. 
And uh, my last prediction is they will, I think they're going to find their way down Mount Vesuvius. Because remember, Glauber said he wants to make them perched up there right. and stuck and starve. Okay. And this is actually what happened in history, too, from what I've read. Uh, they were sieged on Mount Ves- Vesuvius. And I think they're still going to find their way down somehow. I don't want to spoil it for people, but I think they're going to find their, their way down somehow miraculously, and they're going to outflank Globber. I can I can see that happening because we kind of saw a little bit of them coming down in the previews. A little bit. So I, that would definitely catch him off guard unexpected because I love that they don't wait for the enemy to come to them. They come to the enemy. Exactly. Being aggressive. And so that definitely wraps up our Spartacus After Buzz. We would love for you guys to rate us on iTunes. Make sure that you are doing your thing, doing it well, because Bing is for doing all day long. You can check uh, Sean and Spicy Money out every Friday on our uh, our Spartacus After Buzz recap, and you can tweet at us at After Buzz TV, and you can tweet at me at Spicy underscore Mari. That's Spicy underscore M A R I. And you can tweet at me at the Sean Overman. Or you can follow his movie blogs. Also, what's your website? SeanOverman.org. He has really great reviews, you guys. And hit us up anytime when it comes to Spartacus. Let us know your thoughts and opinions and what you think. And we love you to death. Tweet at us and we will give you a shout out on the season finale. That's a wrap. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 